0: Blessed assurance and welcome to Kingdom Christian Fellowship, KCF. We reveal the reality of the Kingdom of God and Christ Jesus in the lives of people all over the world. As you listen to this message, we pray that you are blessed and inspired to improve your relevance in the Kingdom of God. Hallelujah. Awesome. They've been too powerful. Awesome. God bless you. Thank you, neighbor, and say, neighbor, you are welcome. Are you ready for a word? Ask your neighbor, neighbor, do you have a notebook? Or you can explain. Okay, ask your neighbor. If you have a notebook on your phone, it's enough. Yeah. But whilst you are taking notes, don't be checking live Instagram streams. <laughs> Hallelujah a bed. Have your seats in heavenly places. I don't, I bet you play for me. do play the same thing. Right. <laughs> Amen. So you guys gave a very, very powerful topic. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> it says what? Living as a living sacrifice. Jeez. I don't know where to start for more because who, 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 who put this thing together? Is it the executives or the PD guys? or? Who? Wow, you guys are deep. <laughs> when I grow up, I want to be like you. <laughs> Amen. So let's read our core scripture, right? In the book of Romans chapter 12, the verse number 1. And then Romans chapter 6, the verse number 12. Let's read that quickly. Who would read that for me? Anyone with the mic? Yes, just read that quickly for me.
1: Romans chapter 12. Verse 1. And so dear brothers and sisters. What version are you reading? NLT. Give me NKJV. Okay. New King James Version. Romans chapter 12, verse 1. I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. Pause,
0: if the Bible is yours, you didn't borrow it, underline the phrase living sacrifice. Holy acceptable to God. If you borrowed the Bible you are using, please be careful. Amen? Romans chapter 6, the verse number 12, and the verse number 13.
1: Romans chapter 6, verse 12 and 13. Okay. Therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal body, that you should obey it in its last. And do not present your members as instruments of unrighteousness to sin, but present yourselves to God as being alive from the dead and your members as instruments of righteousness to God.
0: If the Bible is yours again, underline the phrase present yourselves to God as being what?
1: Alive, alive from, from the, the dead. dead.
0: Hallelujah. Now, if you want to talk about living sacrifices and sacrifices in general, man of God, I salute you. Amen. You would not understand what a sacrifice is if you don't understand what an altar is. Now, the Bible says in the book of Matthew, chapter 21, the verse number 12, Jesus entered into Jerusalem. The Bible says that he went into the temple of God. And when he went into the temple of God, he saw that there was some kind of chaos. When he went there, he checked. People were selling things. But the Bible says that Jesus got unreasonably angry, and he began to clear the people away. The Bible says when he got to the people who were sitting at a table, the Bible says that they were exchanging money, and he was provoked, and he began to overturn their tables. Now the question I want to ask you, if Jesus has come to a church and there's business going on in the church, what was his business taking a whip overturning tables and pushing people out? Was he not the man of peace? Why was he unreasonably angry? Why was he unreasonably angry? And that is because of the definition of an altar. Now, if you're writing notes, an altar is a place of exchange. Put this in your notes. This is one of the most important things that I'll say tonight. An altar is a place of what? Exchange. And an altar is a place of exchange between the natural and the spiritual. So anytime you come to an altar, what must happen is that something from the spiritual must leave that realm and enter the natural realm. and something from the natural must also leave the space and enter the spiritual. I with me so far, I'd be so far. But the Bible says, now and that's why we need an exchange place. Because these two realms are far apart. There is no way that the spiritual would mingle with the natural. Except a place of convergence has been created. And those portals, they are designated places for exchange. So when Jesus saw... A table for money changes. What was happening there? People were exchanging money in the place where the altar of God was supposed to be. When people came to meet God and for things in their lives to exchange so that they received things from the divinity, they met people and they were exchanging and meeting with Mammon, the God of money. I think so far. I showed me so far. Have I lost you? No. So let me, let's let go back one step. The Bible makes us understand. In the book of Genesis, Right? The Bible says in the verse number one, chapter one, um, verse 28, the Bible says, and God blessed them and said, let them multiply. Then God used a particular word. It says that let them have dominion over the earth. Have you seen that in your Bible before? Where is that? Be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth, subdue it. It says have dominion. As soon as God said that, God excluded himself from interfering in earth. Because we know that whatever God says, He is bound by it. So when God said, Let man have dominion over the earth, it meant that God cannot have dominion over the earth. But then we read in some parts of the Bible that and the spirit of God was hovering upon the face of the bee. That was before God created man. And then we hear that in the chapter number three, the Bible says, Adam heard the voice of God in the garden. Why was God able to come to the garden if he excluded himself from operating in the natural? because eden was an altar eden was a special place between the natural and the spiritual so it gave god access to come into the natural at any point in time whenever he feels like it also gave man access to enter and take things from the spiritual so that he can also apply here so the bible says when it even came to the naming of the things whatever man said the bible says it was so he picked the mind of God in the spiritual, and he applied it in the natural. Places of altars are what? Tables of exchange. And the Bible says at the latter part of Genesis chapter 3, man offended God, so God kicked what? Man out of what? Eden. That primary place to exchange between the natural and the supernatural, it collapsed, and man no longer had what? Access. Are with me? So now, man's dealing on earth was separate from the dealings that happened in the natural. And from the dealings that happen in the spiritual. So the Bible says in the book of Psalm 115, the verse number 16. Look what the Bible says. The Bible says, the heavens, even the heavens, they are the Lord's. But the earth, he has given to the children of men. The heavens operate in its own nature. And the earth also operates in its own form. That is why when Jesus prayed, he said, as it is in heaven, let it be done on earth. There is no way that things that are happening in heaven can happen here on earth if a man doesn't petition and create an altar so that there will be that place of exchange. Because we are governed by different realms, different governments, different entities that are in authority. Here on earth, it's a man who is in charge. Albeit a fallen man, but he's still in charge. Albeit a wicked man, but he's still in charge. Albeit a weak man, but he's still in charge. Because the end has been given to what? The sons of men. I me so far. I me so far. So, let's look at a clear example of an altar. The Bible says in the book of Genesis chapter 28, Jacob had offended his brother he was running away from home. The Bible says that as he was running away, he got so tired and he tripped over a stone. And then he said, ah, after falling down the, uh, I mean, it's already nine time. He picked that same stone and then he put it down and the Bible says that he lay his head on it in the verse number 11. So the Bible says that when he lay his head on the stone in Genesis chapter 28, the verse number 11, the Bible says that and then in that place where he had found the stone, he to sleep, and when he slept, he had a dream. And the verse number 12, this was the dream that he saw. The, the Bible says that in the dream, he saw a ladder. A ladder between what? The earth and the heavens. A few years ago, there was a song. Ladder, 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 ladder. Oh, Lord Jesus, it's a ladder. <laughs> Come and sing. Hallelujah. <laughs> he saw a ladder. The Bible says that the ladder was set up on what? The earth. And the top of the ladder reached where? The heavens. What did he see happening on that ladder? Angels of God were what? Ascending. Picking things from the earth realm. Taking it up to heaven. And then they were what? Descending. Picking things from the heavens and bringing it back down. What Jacob didn't know was that the place that he kicked the stone and slept was an altar that his great grandfather had already erected. So the Bible says that when he woke up, In the verse number 16, this was what he said. He says, surely God is in this place. And I had no idea. Then look at what he says in the verse number 17. Something profound. And he was afraid and said, how awesome is this place? This is none other than the house of God. This is what? The gates of heaven. Anytime you encounter an altar, this one was a godly altar, so it opened a door into the heavens. If you make a mistake and you are running through the break bush, right, and you jump over or like um, Jacob, knock over something and then you realize that it was a shrine, you've opened a door into a demonic realm. Whether something happens to you naturally or nothing happens to you naturally, you've opened the door. You've opened the door. And you cannot talk about a living sacrifice if you don't understand what this place of exchange is. Try with me so far. An altar is what? A place of exchange between the heavens and what? The earth. In broader terms, it's just just a place of exchange between the spiritual and the natural. But because there are several entities in the spiritual, be careful the altar that you touch. Careful what? The altar that you touch. So there that is why when Jesus came into the temple, he was behaving like he wasn't correct because he understood. Something was going on wrong here. This was supposed to be God's house. The gate of heaven in the temple of God. And yet the people that sat there had opened the door and they were dealing and doing business with mammon. Now, I don't know whether you are afraid of Satan or not. I don't know. Maybe you are audacious and powerful. I don't know whether you are afraid of demons or not. But according to the Bible, the only Lord that can be compared and opposed God is the God of Mammon. Let's not go there. Let's, let's not go there. Maybe, maybe is too basic for you. So let's move to something else. Hallelujah. Amen. If you understand me, say hallelujah. If I've lost you, say have mercy. Oh, please, someone should say have mercy. (laughs) Ask me so far. Now, let's jump to sacrifices. Now, a sacrifice, if you're writing notes, is anything of value, right, that administrates the altar. In other words, a sacrifice is anything of value That keeps that portal running. You can also say that a sacrifice is anything of value that services the altar. I'd be so far. So you will not understand what a living sacrifice is if you don't understand what an altar. Now, in the definition of a sacrifice, it must be something of what? Value. Because if a table... If an altar is a table of exchange, that means that transactions take place there. Do you understand me so far? One of the things that you may not know, in the realms of the spirit, everything is transactional. In order for you to get anything, you must also offer something. And the weight of your request is dependent on what you also give. I need so far, see, let me bring this home. In the time of elections, it's a contest of power. The one who gives the highest sacrifice is the one that will get the highest vacuum of power. I said something. You think that politics is about um popularity contest? You are a joke. You think politics is about how fine you are? You're a joke. You see, there is nothing that is done here on earth without power. And power is spiritual. If you don't believe me, go and ask the politicians. Father, forget about the politicians. Go and ask some footballers. Go and ask some boxers. Someone would give you a blow, and you think it's because of his biceps. What you didn't know is that there was a something around his what, his waist. Oh, uh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. that's what I'm say. How many people used to go to intercourt, and then when there's some fight, by, there are certain people. Uh-huh, you guys are now with me. There are certain people. They will just come, and they have what? One ring. Wow. one ring. Just one ring. One scar. And someone will just pull up a handkerchief and then do this. And then by the time you realize, you don't know if it is daytime or nighttime. And you think it's because he ate bangku and gobe before he came to the intercom. No, it's our what? Power. Power is what? Spiritual. If you want power, don't go to the gym. Uh. <laughs> 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 uh, hallelujah. If you want what? Power, don't go to the gym. If you want the power, don't eat steak and what wine. No, it will give you energy. That's all. That's all. If you want power, you need to give the right sacrifice on the right altar to receive what you're looking for. The people that understand the real business of power, they understand what sacrifices. i right, heard me so far. So, if a sacrifice is anything of value, that services the altar. And I'm saying that the realm of the spiritual is a transactional place. That means that if a man has a need, and he calls on a spirit to provide that need, he must also be willing to give something to that spirit. Whether the spirit is a godly spirit or an evil spirit. But then now, in the 21st century church, when we talk about sacrifices and offerings, they say, Jesus said, it is finished. (laughs) (coughs) Or, That's what they say, Jesus said, he paid the debt. He did not. Oh, I oh, I did not. Lord Jesus. That I could never pay. So bring an offering to church. And then do squeeze it. Am I talking to someone? Okay, okay, no, no, I'm sorry. No, you guys, you're digital church. So I know that there's a woman on the screen. So you guys should not squeeze it. But... <laughs> Next time you set an offering, add the charges. <laughs> add the charges. <laughs> Hallelujah. The 1% levy, make sure you add it. Hallelujah. We'll come to church and then we we'll say we are raising funds. Say, okay, I'll give, man of God, I'll give 100 cities. They give 100 cities exactly. When the finance person withdraws the money, 1% tax, gone. Money going to Vodafone. So you give the seed 97 cities. Next time give 103. Someone say amen. <laughs> oh, the people, the people here they don't like the message. They don't like the message. Let me preach to our Let me preach to our, dome. Let me preach to our dome. <laughs> Hallelujah. I shall need so far. Let me give you an example. In the book of first kings, the Bible says the chapter number 18, the verse number 20, Elijah went onto the mountain and he was about to conduct particular business, a challenge between himself and the prophets of Baal. Now the backdrop story to that was that there had been what drought for what three and a half years. So there was no rain, there was no dew, the place was dry. The Bible says that the petition of the people of the land was that they wanted water. Are you sure what you mean? So in the verse number 30, look at what Elijah said. Elijah came. Give me the verse number 30. 3:0. Elijah came and then he said to the people, let us repair the what? Altar of God, which had been what broken down from. If you expect me to call on God to bring down rain, then I must have a place where I can do business with God. The altar of God that God set in Israel, you people have destroyed it because you are now turning to the prophets of Baal. If you call on God, He will not come, because God, I know His omnipotent presence, but He doesn't come everywhere. See. I know that you are born in the image of God. Sometimes when God is in church on Sunday, morning, he's not in your room, oh, despite the Victorian song you are listening to. Should I go there? I should go there. Because of you, I'll go there. Come for prayer meeting. I want to pray in my heart. God is everywhere. But it doesn't go everywhere altar of God, which was what? Broken down. We cannot make petition and do business with God if there is no altar for God to work on. So you come to church and then you are saying that, Father, you say that at the end of the semester, mid-semester exam, and you come to God and lift up your hands. Father, 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 do this for me. Then you are singing, you are breaking and binding demons. You are binding demons. You expect God to answer and bind demons. Meanwhile, there is no altar. You've not put any sacrifice to, to, to run that altar. You're a joke. You're a joke. If you've ever seen our father, anytime he comes, whether he's leading or not, as soon as he gets to the altar, he plays an offering. I learned that wisdom a while ago. There are some times you can go to an altar to preach. Your voice will cease because you've not given money on an altar. And you expect God to back you. Whatever you have, whether it is one city, three, it doesn't matter. As soon as you get to church. I know that yeah, you guys are digital, so you are different. You know the mobile man number. As soon as you get to church, honor the presence of God. Because you are come to make petition. And you expect a God from that altar to mind you. And then you've given nothing. Look what the Bible says. Continue. They were looking for what? To rain. He repaired the altar of God. Give me the verse number 31. The Bible says that he took, what, 12 stones, he repaired it, and then get, jump to the verse number 32. He made a trench, and then he decided to ask the people, in a time when there was no water, no dew, it says that bring gallons of water. The Bible says then they poured it on the altar until the whole trench began to overflow. Then he cried out to God. And the Bible says that when God answered, fire came down and everything was consumed, even the water was licked. When water went up, rain came. When what? Water went up. Because that was what he was what, looking for. You want God to be moving in your life, but you don't want to give your life to God. Yeah, joke. You want God to move in your life financially, but then even the little you have, you don't want to give to him. You want God to spend time, like you want, like God to envelop you. As you are coming like this, then people are falling on the left and the right. But I don't want to give God your time. The weight of your request determines what the weight of your sacrifice. They wanted what water, so they gave what to God, water. What do you want from God? What do you want from God? What do you want from God? The weight of your what request determines the weight of what? Your sacrifice. And the water was licked up. And the Bible says, after that, rain came down. Let's do this quickly. So it means that without a sacrifice, you may be at the gate of heaven. But you might be denied entry. Do you understand what I'm saying? The table is a table of exchange, but you might be denied what? Entry. And the spirit that might be coming to you, I'm using spirit because it could be a godly spirit. And, and I know that there are some people here, you there are some people in your class, you know that they service other altars. They are operating other altars. And you expect that, oh, your five minutes praying in tongue when you sit with them in class. Will be a difference. Meanwhile, for them, they don't sleep from 12 to 3 because they are elevated chanting. And then when I say come and pray, you say that oh, I joined a social media challenge. They say pray for the next 30 seconds, and I did it. Oh, man of God, at least I've done 30 seconds. Then they'll be singing a song. What's the song? You know what I'm saying? All right. Da, 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 da. Da, 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 da You know the song I'm singing. Alright. No, they, they are not catching up. How you guys have not given an offering? I can see. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. Now let, let me let me let, let, let's go to this. Look at the book, the Bible says in the book of Judges, chapter 13. The Bible says, an angel of God. Now, I said that you can be at an altar without a sacrifice. You may be be denied what? entry. Without a sacrifice, any business you do at an altar is not complete. Without what? A sacrifice. Any transaction you do at an altar is not complete. So the Bible says in the book of Judges chapter 13, an angel of the Lord came to see a man called Manoah and his wife. They prophesied about the birth of their son, Samson. They gave detail into his life. The Bible says in the verse number 15, "Then Manoah he didn't know he was talking to an angel. But because a spirit being had come to him, that place where he was standing had become a portal. So business was happening. He was giving him information. What was happening is that his request for a child was also being taken to heaven. But in order to seal that transaction, he said to the man, let me give you food. The man replied, who being an angel, said, if you will have any offering, jump to the verse number 16, give that offering to the Lord. Then the verse number 19, this is what what happened. Then Manuah took the young goat and the grain offering and offered it up on the rock of the Lord. He didn't have time to go and look for an altar in Israel, but where the angel was standing, he found a rock. The Bible says that he laid that offering on there. And then the Bible says what? As he offered it upon the Lord in that flame, then what happened? The angel of the Lord descended in that flame into the heavens. Any transaction at an altar without what? A sacrifice. It's not complete. It's not complete. See, in this day and age, even our prayer, the Bible even says, all the things that you are praying about with thanksgiving, Thanksgiving for us as Christians is a sacrifice. We bring sacrifice of. You don't just go and look for a bull. But you come to God and you say, Oh, I want to pray. So you start 6 a.m., 7 o'clock, just take your bag and leave. Never even say thank you to God. It's not complete. Should I go there? There are several things that are what sacrifices. For us as Christians, the wares of our heart, they are sacrifices. The wares of our mouth, they are sacrifices. The tears. When, Anna, when Hannah went to the temple, she didn't have anything at that point in time. She just prayed. She cried. And the Bible says that she offered. She told Eli, I have emptied my heart. And God heard her. Later on, when God had done it, she brought the sacrifice. But at that point in time, her tears. And then you, you're a foolish boy. You go and tell three women that you like them in this school. And then you break their heart. And they go to God and they cry. And then for you, unfortunately for you, your eyes are dry like matan. You've never cried before. If you go to plead with God, which tears can counter her tears? Or should I go there? Should I go there? The sweat of a man, their tears. The Bible says, with sweat, you shall what till. That means that if the earth is not able to give you any in um food by your hard work, the sweat of the ground you can till. So sweat is even. By extension, any other bodily fluid. Should I go there? No. Let me. 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 There are people online. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There are people online. So let me. Bodily fluids. Or the colors. Yeah. The money you have, right? An offering, anything of value. So, Jesus give an example. People came to a church, they were given offering. Then there was a widow. You see, value doesn't mean expensive. I, I need to say that again. Value doesn't mean what? Expensive something of value means something that costs you all I right mean so the woman or the widow that brought a mind the bible says according to Jesus by word of knowledge it was all that she had that means that she gave God 100 percent even though it was less than what the people were giving in terms of expensive so what is of value to you right if I come to church and then I said oh, come and give God a powerful offering inside of your pockets and your socks. You have 3,000 CDs. Because I know some of you spend 1,000 CDs on campus. I mean, come on. (laughs) (laughs) And then whilst people are bringing 10 CDs, you know know the way people have eyes on their fingertips when it's time for offering? (laughs) You bring 10 CDs out of your 3,000, in your pockets and your socks, it's not of value. Yours might be the biggest note in the book, but it's not, it's not valuable. So it means that when it comes to sacrifices, there are graduations of value. i me so far. And that is why come when you read Leviticus, Deuteronomy, and the other books talking about the priesthood, there are so many offerings, you'll be shocked. However, I want to move into another dimension so that we can bring our message to a close. Any sacrifice that has to do with blood is in its own category. Because the Bible makes us understand the book of Numbers, I believe, chapter 17, chapter 17, verse 11, it says that for the life of an animal is the blood. That means that if you give any sacrifice that has blood, what you have offered to the spirit at the altar is a life. That means that you can also make a request for a life. And that is how come when people want to do you wicked, try I go there. They begin to offer certain things. When you want power, in terms of political power, to rule over the nation, that is the life of the people that you are looking for. You think they will ask you for bans, you think they will ask you for bitcoins, you think they will ask you for stock you must bring something that equates life. And they will begin to give certain dimensions, even human life without graduations. They will ask, okay, you want the life of a man or a woman? Then you will tell, because it equates something. Okay, when it comes to a man, virgin or not virgin, then there is dimension. When it comes to a woman, young woman or old woman, Pregnant or not. Because someone who is already pregnant is carrying more than one life in himself. <laughs> I like the way Adobe is preaching with me. <laughs> 5 I'll give you the mic if you prophesy to the people. <laughs> Hallelujah. So it means that they are graduation. Because the Bible says that what? The life of an animal is what in the life is in the blood. I don't want to talk about the atonement part because it too deep to so. If I go there, I'll not finish. But I'm just saying that at that altar, when you give something that has blood in it, it means that you can make a request equal to a life. I right, mean, so if someone is angry with you and you say they want to kill you, and they found a cow, and they've killed a cow, and you we come to church. The man of God says, okay, you just bring one bottle of oil. Let's pray." And we would connect it to the blood of Jesus. Because the blood of Jesus is a superior blood. That bottle, you don't want to bring it. You want the man of God to buy it himself. Hey! If the man of God says, then buy a cow. Do you know the price of a cow? Who knows the price of a cow? About what? Yes, more than 20,000. 18,000. The price of a small good is like 12,000, 7,000. See, that's I'm saying. That's what I'm that People who don't know power don't know the value of sacrifice. If you ever want to contest MP when they start asking you for white sheep, <laughs> white, 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 all white sheep, Maybe at this point in time, all that you need is chicken. Uh, Chicken can take you far. (laughs) It can take you far. (laughs) It can take you far. I hope i am not confused you. I'm, I'm not giving you, I'm not telling you all of this so that you start looking for places and buying cows and goods. No, that's what I'm saying. I'm just saying that so that you understand the people that you are dealing with. And especially as this school is now open up to many people. I'm just saying that the people that we are sitting in class with, they are doing certain things that you refuse to do. You refuse to do. And they will do it. And then you come and tell me that, oh, man of God, but I pray. You think they don't pray? You think they don't pray? I was telling someone in my church, the people in my chat the last time, if you put an average trainee witch, average trainee, the person is not a witch yet, right? but it's training to be an apprentice witch. They have more discipline than an average Christian. More discipline. Before a trainee witch would reach their teens, there are certain things that they know that a Christian, 21st century Christian, in their 20s and their 30s, don't even know. They know the principle of sacrificing time. Because I said time is also what? Something of value. If you give something, your time. You've given it what your life. So when they say they are serving their altar, whether it is twelve midnight or whatever, project work or not, they'll fly. <laughs> but then for you, twelve midnight. Oh, let's join three-hour prayer marathon. And then this is what they do. Man of God, this this is what your people do. And then they'll just click on the link, right? And then put it in the hall. And then you come and lie down and sleep. Those that are, of God, those that you you are lucky for them to join. And then they'll be praying like this. And then they'll be on Instagram. <laughs> oh, come and see, come and
1: see.
0: Ah, We're When you are lucky, for them to joy. Oh, okay, mm, let me like him some. Okay, shabada bada bada ba shabada bada ba ah shabada. We are we are jokers. We are jokers. We are jokers. That's what I'm saying. There was a powerful KCF executive. I don't know any other KCF executive that possibly has more respect than for her. Then she went into Microsoft. And she came back. For one or two years after internship, full-time job, whatever. came back. Oh, fine too, man. What has happened to you? I don't, I don't think you know where your Bible is. She says, Apostle, it's not me. Oh. Apostle, it's not me. Oh. Ah, what's happening? Are ah, you having some issue? Apostle, it's not me. I have Indians in my team and in my hostel. In the evenings, they are always chanting and they are praying. So I can't pray. They are fighting against me. You, you are a Christian. You came from Ghana with Holy Ghost tongue-speaking anointing. Went into Microsoft. Indians also came with Hindu-speaking chanting skills. And then they met you. And they chanted and overpowered and killed your prayer life. Very joke. You are a joke. You are a joke. When they say come and pray, you are tired. Go and ask an average training witch whether there's something called tired, whether they have excuse duty form in their camp. But for you, oh God, He understands. It is only you that God understands. (laughs) It is only what you God understands. So, so wait, okay. God understands. The demons that are chasing your family, do they also understand? Or, or you use text and meaning to base things for them? You use critical thinking skills, communication skills. Oh, see demons! <laughs> Please, <laughs> the curriculum is too so rigorous. <laughs> Can we have a cooling break? Water a break. The, 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 the weather here is not good for prayer. You're a joker. joker. Go and ask the fetish priest in the town here. There are people who have sacrificed things out of their life. Let me ask you a question. If you go to a fetish priest and you even giving that something for you, and you come and then give him, let's say, right? That money can build something nice. As mean you tell him, oh, Nana, this is for you to upgrade your shrine. When you come back the next year, would you see an upgrade in the shrine? What did he do with the money? He sacrificed it. Because he knows that in order to keep getting power, there are some things that are luxuries that you can't afford. Despite the fact that you have the money for it. But you as soon as you get 1,000 cities in your account, you will not fast. The people that are fasting, God needs to answer their prayer. For me, God has answered mine. 1,000 cities. You stop your fast. God forbid that the alert came at 9 o'clock. That means that you fasted two hours. Because you don't tell me that you started fasting at 6. You woke up at 7. That's what I'm saying. As soon as an average Christian gets what they are hoping for in God, everything that comes with spiritual discipline, they forget it. And they begin to dry up in power. And then they go to the businesses where there are people in their offices, bosses and project managers over them who are into the Illuminati, into cult. And they tell you that, oh, you, before you leave this place, you will give your life to my God. before. That went there, and the boss of the company said, before you finish this internship and go to school in August, you will not believe in God again. And I know they came back. And they, in fact, some of them now they don't believe in God. Now. Now. Three months internship. And the person that went was prayer leader in KCF. A joker. A joker. You're A joker. And he said, I want to live as a living sacrifice. Don't even know the value of a sacrifice. Don't even know what an altar is. Come, let's gather and pray. Oh, man of God, as I was coming, I felt some heartbends. Go and tell that to the ancestral power that is in your family. Go and tell that to them. Whether they understand heartbends, or they will just rip your heart out of you. See, let me give you an example. In the days when Liberia and Sierra Leone were fighting, there was a man called General Naked. Have you heard of him before? After this one, write it down. General Naked, B-U-T-T. If Facebook or YouTube wants to whatever, pinging the thing, they should do it. Now, in any battle, I said, sp- power is what? Spiritual. Now, Anytime you see war going on, it means that what? There are powers at stake. I'm not talking about the political figures. I don't think you understand me. There are what? Powers at play. Now, this guy was serving an altar in a particular town. The people of that town, they became one of the, um, they called them guerrilla armies. Before ever they go to war against the national army, they go and sacrifice. It got to a time that their sacrifices were not enough. They started looking for young girls between the age of seven and five. Why were they looking for young girls? And do you know how they killed them? They just hold them with their chest and their hand like this, with an axe, back at their back. Take out a hat that is still beating in their hand. Now, let me tell you something. If they do that sacrifice, a spirit comes upon the people, the soldiers, and it's called the spirit of death and destruction. It becomes, they become so violent that they start killing everyone. If they don't offer another sacrifice, they will start killing themselves. So there must be other animals to correct and direct the spirits. Because blood has what? been given. I'm saying to you, I don't think I have time to finish this. If you want to live as a living sacrifice, Jesus Christ has purchased you with his blood. Therefore, he demands your life. He is not demanding your time. He is not demanding an hour of your day. Jesus Christ is demanding what? If you really want to be someone who has been purchased by God, what did God give to get you? God offered Jesus' life on the altar. Therefore, when you come to the altar to meet him, what he is asking for is what? Your life. If you don't give anything that it measures up to the life of Jesus, what you brought is not acceptable. It is of low value. No transaction can happen. No transaction can what? Because you are worthless compared to the price of Jesus. But we come to church and all we want to give is the 10 CD CD in our pockets. Because I give tight, 100 CDs, oh, I can live my life as I want. And then you expect to come to church next Sunday. And then you dare ask God, Father, the things I said up to now, are you aware? And he's asking you, is a life or what? A life. If you are not ready to give Jesus your life. So he says in Romans chapter two of the verse number one, I beseech you therefore to what? Offer your what? Yourself. Not what? Half of yourself. The part that I like in all of this, it says acceptable to God. It means that it must measure up to the standard of God. If it doesn't measure up to the standard of God, don't bring And I give examples that even in human life, there are certain things. See, if you say you are a Christian, and you have the life of God in you, then do not cheapen the price upon your head. Many of you are giving your strength to different and wasteful things. In the book of Proverbs chapter 31, the um, queen mother advised the son, says, my son, do not give your strength to wine. Do not give your strength to women that waste the strength of kings. You say Christ has purchased you. You if you if they kill you right now, you can have the you can give up the same life of Jesus. But then when I check your life, you have cheapened the value of Christ in you. You are offering your sweat to different men. You are offering your time and your emotions to different things. And then when I check, the value of your life is no longer acceptable to God when the king say, come to church and pray and ask for forgiveness, repentance, he said, he paid the debt. You are a joker. You are a joker. You cannot be living as a living sacrifice if the value of your life is less than the value of Christ. If Jesus, the Bible says at some part, if God would have given us his only begotten son, then that means that we seize us in the same value as Jesus. Right? And the Bible then asks, that means that he can give us every and anything we ask for. Correct? So if God sees you as valuable as Jesus, my question to you is that why don't you see yourself as valuable as Jesus? All the boys and the girls that are worrying you, why are you wasting your strength on them? All the things that has captured your emotions, and you can't even focus, give one hour to God in prayer. 30 minutes reading the scripture. And you say that oh, when I come to church, I lift up my hand and walk for fall. joker. Say, oh, I'm going to this internship, and God has promised me I'll be a multi-million, whatever. Go and ask the people what they do, do to present their wealth. You don't even honor God in offerings, not even in tithes. For seats, yeah, you just say it, because everybody is saying some Kabima kabi. I mean, say whatever I want to give. Oh, man of God, I'll bless you with 200 cities. Then you forget about it. Choker. Choker. I think so far, if you want to be what? Oh, go back to Romans chapter 12. Otherwise, we'll not finish. Let's finish right now. Romans chapter 12, verse 1. It says, offer yourself. Present yourself as a living sacrifice. Then it says, holy. He says, let's try going to holy. We'll not finish. Acceptable. Jesus' blood purchased you, and you have the same value as Jesus. When you walked through that door and came here, what are the things that have eaten away that value? Eyes upon your feet and What are the things that have what eaten away that value? Because if they've taken away the value, and you no longer equate to the value of the blood of Jesus, then forget. Are not a worthy sacrifice, business cannot take place. So you be wondering, man of God, why is it that I've prayed and prayed and prayed, but nothing is happening? I ask you, what is the value of your sacrifice? What is what the value of your sacrifice? What are you giving God? What are you giving God? And I say, say, oh, you sing the song, take me as I am. Just as I am, whether I want to, you—if you were God and you present yourself to you, will you take you? Some of you have prayed. Nobody will even use you for money rituals. If they cut your neck, coins is what will come. <laughs> coins is what will come. Oh, am I speaking to someone? I'll have, I've insulted you. Uh-huh, please forgive me. If I've insulted you, please let me apologize so that I can go home in peace. You've chipping the grace of God upon your life. Let me give you an example. The Bible says in G- Genesis chapter 3 or Genesis chapter 4, Cain and his brother Abel, they came to offer a sacrifice. The Bible says that God received the sacrifice of Abel. If you check what happened with Cain, people, according to one yellow book that we used to read when we were children, it says that Cain offered roughet- rotten tomatoes. He didn't offer roughet- rotten tomatoes. The Bible says that God had respect God did not have respect upon Cain. Upon what? Cain. Before God looked at the sacrifice. God did not respect what? Cain. So you might be carrying and bring the man of God an ATM card and give him his pin. That man of God, oh, you know, God has not didn't have respect on you. So whatever money you gave to the church, the man of God was what? Worth, worthless. If God cannot get your life, any other thing that comes out of you is dead before Him. It is what? Dead. It is life for what? Are you ready to give God your life? If you are not ready to give God your life, forget about living sacrifice. Let's start with salvation. Let's start with salvation. And let's be sincere. And say, Father, see, you can't. And I'm not saying that go and prepare yourself and come. He says, come. But when he decides to then purchase you, you must keep that value intact. Many of you came into the school with so much anointing, grace, prophecy, word over your life, and then you encountered cold weather. Am I talking to someone? Am I, am I talking to someone? I've been in this school before. I know. At that time, we used to see them. It was only one golden light to the security post. We just check from the library. By two, hurrah, hurrah. <laughs> two by two, hurrah, hura. I say two by two, hura. say, Father, Father, you must help me with the relationship in this school. Otherwise, I'll not survive. <laughs> That's what I was saying. That was my prayer to God. Foolish prayer. Foolish prayer. God, didn't mind me. And I thank God that he didn't mind me. Because you turn and look, hey! <laughs> you turn and look, hey! School, it also comes some. Oh, do you understand what I'm saying? So, so much grace. Parents prayed. Some of you, the only reason you are here is because someone prayed. Some of you, someone went to sow a seed on your behalf. Even for that, you will never see the four of, not even you any university. And you came back with so much grace and glory. And then you come, and then someone touches you like they say, oh, stop that. Before I change my mind. <laughs> oh, am I talking to you? Am I talking to you? So much grace and power. And then someone just touch you like this. Oh. It's what? Life for what? Life for what? If you are not ready to give God your life, don't come and tell me how I am Yes, as I am. If you are God, will you take yourself? No, I, let's be true. If you are God, will you take you? Will you take you? So should Jesus accept you? Because, oh, he understands. i begin to pray in the language of the Spirit right now. Say, Father, have mercy upon me. Father, have mercy upon me. And pray right now that the blood of Christ Jesus, the most premium blood, the most valuable item in the heavens and the earth, purge me, Lord. Purge me, Lord. Purge me, Lord. Lord. I can't hear you pray. Lift up your voice.
2: Say, Father, I plead the blood. I ask for mercy. I ask for mercy, Lord. Wash me and make me whole.
0: Rapadelebo ra de
2: se- le boussou se para baraba baba mati le boussou se para baraba baba repé ne m'a
1: le kas kathalagaba oh, rakho telebo
2: she ba 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 reba doloboshhe debele pele bo bo pray and say father have mercy by the blood of Christ jesus lord beg me Pledge me, wash me, anything that is a dent in my spirit, in my soul, in my body, Lord, wash it away by the blood, cleanse me, Lord, make me worthy, make me acceptable zwantine mona moshe pere baba baba hey le le bobo 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 Répelle-bo le Lift up your hand and say, Father, have mercy. 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 Clean me by your blood. Clean me, O Lord. Cleanse me, O Lord. Remove every filth, anything uh, that cheapens the value of the blood of Christ Jesus. Wash me, Lord. 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 Rapa. Yeah, ba 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 ba. A-
0: yes, Lord. A- 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 j- yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. A- there's one more thing that I want to say. You can of yourself not make yourself valuable. The only way is to accept from God. At the place when you gave your life to Christ Jesus, all that you did was to believe. And he offered himself to you. So his requirement, he says, I beseech you. Some verses says, I urge you. Give back to God what he gave to you. So all you're saying is that, Father, give me back life. Three-day dry fasting will not do anything if you are doing it of yourself. 30-hour prayer because you sinned will not do anything. The only person you can ask grace from is from the one that gave you that value. So I want us to pray one more prayer. The Father, I come before you and I ask for grace. I ask for power to live right. And I ask for the anointing, O Lord, to be preserved and become valuable to you. Proverbs chapter 31 says, do not give your strength to things that waste. Things have wasted me. Things have wa- you know, things have wasted your emotions. You have wasted tears on useless things. You have wasted blood on useless people. Bodily fluids on useless things. Say, Father, I come back. Says you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. You can do nothing without that power. So lift up your voice and say, Father, have mercy. Grant me your spirit one more time. Grant me, Grant me your spirit one more time. 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 And renew me with power. In the name of
2: Jesus. I J'aime les yeah,
0: for you, my sisters. My message was not to condemn you or to insult you, no. I just want you to understand that you must have a shift in your mind if you want to remain relevant as a kingdom man, as a kingdom woman. There are basic things that you must understand. But most importantly, my prayer for you is that you would understand your need for God. Because we have been able to reason God out of our lives. My brother and my sister, see, the people that are even promoting atheist theories and things, go and ask them what they do in their closets. Go and ask them what they do. Do you think the billionaires they are mad that every year round, they give off almost half of their wealth? Do you think it's madness? They are giving something of value. Something of value. And I pray that you present your very life as the most valuable thing to God. And that God will find you acceptable. God will find you worthy. Amen. God will find you equal to the value at which he purchased you. And that most importantly, grace will fall upon you and you become a mighty man of valor. You become a mighty woman of valor you begin to change things in your family and your Amen. surroundings. people will know that you have taken god seriously Amen. and because of that god has taken you seriously Amen. because it's always a matter of transaction Amen. god is asking you a life for a life and i pray that you'll give god your life Amen. put your hands together and celebrate the lord for listening to this message if you were blessed by this share it with someone and be an agent of impactful change for the kingdom of god god bless you